0: If you're new to my podcast, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Happy New Year. Can you believe it? We're already entering the year 2023. I don't know about you, but it definitely takes me a minute before I'm fully dialed in and writing out the New Year number on things. I mean, let's be realistic. It takes a minute to shift into new ways of doing things, or learning things, or maybe even unlearning things. And New Year is no different. I want to talk about that today. And more importantly, I want to talk about this whole New Year, New You slogan that's been trying to make a buzz in the world around us for years now. But before we do, please let me introduce myself. Hey there, my name is Dr. Kelly Ray and I am a mindset coach, counselor, notably known as the inner critic tamer. I am passionate about helping others just like you and me who have survived things perhaps we don't like to talk about, but we know we want to be better for ourselves because it's not only good for us, but it's good for our kids, other kids to come and the world around us. I'm obsessed with teaching others how to tame their inner critic, that inner childhood conditioning, or as I'd like to say, undo that crap that happened to you and may continue to keep you stuck or somewhat, you know, unable to move forward or have the relationships or the money or the friendships or whatever it may, relationships with family, whatever it may be, and teach you how to heal from it in order to live the vibrant life you were designed to live. Yes, I hate to break it to you, but you were born to do more than just eat, sleep, and work, and do it all over again the next day. And during this time of year, we are always being bombarded with the whole new year, new you BS. And I want to talk to you about why it may be the year to unsubscribe to that whole theory. It's funny, you ask most people if they set a new year's resolution for the new year. And most Nine out of ten, at least, people I know all proclaim, hell no, I don't do that. It doesn't work. That's just a bunch of nonsense. And yet, as the new year dawns, you'll notice that without any space to breathe whatsoever, what was just Yesterday, your newsfeed saturated with sequins, glasses of champagne, party platters, charcuterie boards, maybe you and your jammies watching the Dick Clark ball drop, whatever it may have been, now is busting at the seams with your social feeds of resistant bands or commercials of gem advertisements. And guess what? Good old Jenny Craig once again making a presence in our news feeds or Weight Watchers or any of those things. And all touting the New Year, New You rhetoric. If that works for you, fantastic. And if it doesn't, if it gets under your skin, then I'm going to encourage you to keep listening. If you find all of this rhetoric relentless and at times even negative or draining, then join the club. I decided long ago to unsubscribe to the whole nonsense of it all. And it's been incredibly liberating. You know, I remember when it was... Just making New Year's resolutions and somebody came along with the whole new slogan of New Year, New You kind of thing. And, you know, the whole New Year, New You regimes are framed in such a way that they seem motivating and uplifting and maybe even encouraging. The reality is they're designed to sell gym memberships and juice cleanses at a time when they're most marketable. And following a couple of months of holiday celebration, maybe too much food, too much spirits, whatever, we can be the most vulnerable because we're tired, we're worn out, we're not feeling well, and maybe we're even feeling a little bit stuffed, meaning our stomachs are a little extra bloated, our pants are a little bit tighter, or maybe we have this part of our brain that now turns around and turns on us and says, oh my God, I can't believe you did all of that. Don't you feel terrible? And if you don't feel terrible enough, we'll slam you with all of these advertisements. That ought to do the trick. The sheer volume and velocity of this kind of content coming at you from every angle, while you're still polishing off last the last of the Christmas cookies or C's candy, can make you feel as though you've already failed within the first minutes of the new year. I mean, you're trying to get rid of all that crap, right? You're trying to finish it off because it does taste good, and you know you're not going to have it for a minute, and you don't go back to work until tomorrow or the next day, so why not? But yet, it's New Year's, and... Well, there's kind of a conflict happening here add to the mix the pressure of new year's resolutions which suggests the that regardless of your current situation you have much to improve on that you need to be better we're encouraged to set out a new set of goals towards which to move to in the hopes of finding what we all want happiness. We've barely finished that last verse of O Lang Zai and already we're exhausted, defeated, and riddled with festive guilt. But here's a thought. Instead of subscribing to what's become a very tired narrative this year, you let january be yours i'd like to share some reasons why i got six for you why you might consider making january be your month number one you can start anything at any time while the first month of the year offers us a convenient fresh start it still is arbitrary as beginning the beginning of another week also known as monday january doesn't need to be the specific month where we all make massive changes in tandem for example starting the gym in january the first two three weeks are a little insane this is when the whole world of social media is now competing to outdo one another of look at me in my new gym clothes, look at me at the gym lifting this much weight, look at me, you know, downing my juice cleanse or whatever. My new hello fresh food choices. Moreover, if you're just now deciding to get back into the gym, know that the parking lot's gonna be a little full. The machines inside quite possibly will be taken and you may have to wait a minute and if you're able to grab one of those machines then you might be tempted to go a little harder than you would have anticipated doing because you're seeing others do it or you sit down on that machine and you see that the last person left it at x amount of weight and you don't want to think that you're not in shape or that you know well if they can do it I can do it and you'll end up Sore as hell, and maybe even not going back to the gym for the next day, two, or three. Please don't get me wrong. I am not in any shape or form trying to to discourage physical activity. Not at all. It's absolutely necessary. However, if you're coming out of the Christmas coma, your energy level is going to be a smidge low. But seeing others who have been going regularly, you may be unconsciously influenced to go harder than what's helpful for your body. Number two, January can be grim enough. Unless you're living and listening from the southern hemisphere right now, January is generally the darkest, coldest month of the year. If we were bears in the woods... We'd be deep in hibernation, smuggling comfort food to enjoy between our long winter naps. Can we at least pick a less grim time of year to insist on being so hard on ourselves? Here's an idea. How about reframing January as the month to be kind to yourself? Instead of a new year, new you... How about a new year, perfectly fine as you are you? There's a little hint right there. Being perfectly fine as you are right now allows you to have grace and ease with yourself as you can make choices to shift and unchange habits or behaviors that you no longer want to have. But when we're coming from a place of beating ourselves up and feeling guilty and shameful about where we are, we tend to do more hurt to ourselves than we do good to ourselves. Also, that mindset won't allow us to go very far before we somehow sabotage our success. Number three, wave goodbye to social comparison. It may feel like Everyone else is getting up at 5 a.m. for yoga seven days a week while you can't even drag yourself to the gym once. Or people's assay bowls, which are essentially an extra thick smoothie you eat with a spoon, that they look like a Pinterest perfect work of art, while yours looks like something the cat spit up. But this way of thinking isn't unusual. From the beginning of time, we've been comparing ourselves to others to get a sense of how well or not well we're doing, or as a measure of our self worth. And before you get all defensive and claim, I don't do that, then I encourage you to consider maybe the mentors that you model after. There's no shame in it. Hell, I even do it. Yes. I have mentors or those who I appreciate what they've done and I implement some of what they've done to improve what I want to improve in my own life. It's not a bad thing. But I don't measure how well I'm doing compared to what I'm modeling after. Meaning, that's a great way for my inner critic to get all up inside my business seeing things like see you're not good enough see you can't do what they're doing see you can't be as successful as them you have to be able to tame that aspect of yourself in order to know that you're you're having someone in your life that you aren't necessarily comparing yourself with, but using as a guidepost, maybe using as someone to like having a workout partner. It's that accountability buddy, not a competition, so to speak. However, the arrival of a new year gives rise to being triggered via social comparison on speed likened to getting caught up in a tidal wave of sorts. The thing is, with social comparison, someone will always come out on top. And that also means someone will be at the bottom, you or the person you're comparing yourself to. It creates a culture of one-upmanship, which will inevitably have a negative spin on it. Nothing good can come from this, I assure you. You either come away feeling inadequate or a sense of being better than someone. Number four, become acquainted with temporal comparison. You, someone else may have, to you, someone else may have already climbed Mount Everest before you've even taken down your Christmas tree. But you are you and not them. Instead of comparing your reality to someone else's highlight reel, this January, choose something more positive and productive. Temporal Comparison. According to renowned American psychologist Leon Festinger, Temporal Comparison is when you compare yourself today with yourself of another time, rather than yourself now with someone else. It's more like a, look how far I've come, rather than a, look how much better they are than you. It encourages you to settle into your lane, at your pace, on your route, taking into account all that is relative to you and you alone. I also want to encourage you when you're looking back on your life and comparing yourself to where you were and where you are today to first seek out all the positive results. Look, our primordial instinct is to look for what's wrong, not as a way necessarily to shame you, but rather from a purely instinctual way of protection, meaning, When we assess our surroundings to ensure our safety, we were looking for danger first. We were looking out of our caves to see, hey, is there a saber-toothed tiger right outside to eat us or not? We weren't looking to first see, oh, look at the beautiful sky with the white puffy clouds. Oh, look, that cloud looks like a saber-toothed tiger. We weren't looking for that first. We were looking for the danger. It's just the way that we're wired to do. So if you know this, it's imperative that we be consciously telling ourselves to look for what's going right. Do this first and you'll learn to be less harsh on yourself. Do this first and look back and maybe you now can look back and realize that your life has improved over the years. Maybe you're doing better financially. Maybe your career is better than what it was when you were 19 years old. Maybe your relationships are healthier than they were. Maybe, you know, you have a better sense of understanding of how your digestive system works. Whatever it may be, look for what the positive was or what has gone right in your life first. This does not mean that you avoid those things that you still want to maybe perhaps tweak or change or undo or make new habits for. You can do that, but do it from a perspective of a healthy view of yourself rather than a place of already berating and beating yourself up for where you're not. Number five. Goals aren't everything. Ooh, I know that's got to be a little triggering for some of you, right? What do you mean goals aren't everything? That's how we get through. That's how we grow. Look, for all the self-help books in the world and all of the philosophers and poets who try to answer the question about what happiness really is all about, it can basically be distilled down to this. It's about the moments, the in-betweens, the here and now. With that in mind, I'd like you to reconsider the whole January goal-setting business. And before you just time, tune me out here, hear me out. I, I, I can go on a little bit further about this. And and just as a side, we'll be talking about goals and stuff in January just You'll see. Just continue listening. Go ahead and subscribe or follow to this podcast, and and you'll see. I, I got a, a method to my madness here. But for this episode, we're talking about some reasons to unsubscribe to the whole new year, new year rhetoric, and this is one of them. Instead of being driven by achieving a certain goal which for one person might be getting a promotion, and for another person might be getting a certain amount of followers on social media. media. Consider being driven first and foremost by the kind of life you want to live, your lifestyle, not what you want to have or where you want to get to, but how you want to spend your time right now next week, and so on. If money, for example, means a job that comes with more stress and no time to do things you enjoy, then ask yourself, is this a goal that will have a positive impact on my happiness? Perhaps Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, maybe it's a short-term game, maybe it's a matter of re-evaluating your spending habits that are creating this whirlwind of you having to work more or pick up extra shifts or second jobs that then drags you away from the things that bring you happiness or peace or joy. Yes, it's nice to have things. Yes, it's nice to be able to do things. And sometimes we, just like going on a healthy eating lifestyle regimen, is a matter of, you know, I don't want to say trimming the fat, because I guess fat's good for you now. But maybe it's a matter of tweaking the foods that we're eating for. to get us to where we want to go. So if... If the promotion or whatever is not on the table for you at this moment, then maybe it's about reevaluating the money that you're spending every day. Where can you trim the fat on that? Maybe it's changing the phone plan. Maybe it's taking someone off your phone plan so that you can have more money in your pocket to do the things you want to do to bring you more happiness during this year. Number six. It's true what they say. It's all about the journey. The journey towards an elusive goal is every bit as important as the destination. When you strike a goal off your list, you might experience a temporary surge of happiness or satisfaction, but then you will inevitably settle back to a level of contentment or a lack thereof, dictated by the quality of your day-to-day lifestyle, as well as your perspective. In psychology world, it's known as hedonic adaption. Hedonic adaption refers to the process by which individuals return to their own baseline levels of happiness following a change in life circumstances. You know, I know too many people who are so goal-focused that they struggle to enjoy the lulls or plateaus between their peaks and valleys. When they achieve their goals, they don't know quite what to do with them. And just like that, they're running on to the next thing. Which can leave some people not feeling fully satisfied or even okay with who they are. That if they're not always striving, then they're not thriving. And then they're not making it. And somehow they're disappointing somebody. It's a crazy, crazy spin that we put ourselves into. And more importantly, many of these same individuals I just mentioned will turn on themselves when they reach these low points, because, or these plateaus, because they have conditioned themselves to believe that if, again, they're not striving, they're not thriving, then that whole, let's beat up on myself, and, you know, I'm going to go evaluate my life, and I'm going to go look for all the things I'm doing wrong before, you know, and whip myself back into shape again. I mean, come on, really? How well did that work? If it worked, would you still be doing it? Some are still living by this principle. If you don't do anything in January, maybe it's looking at some of the habits and behaviors and the thoughts that we have towards ourselves in what we think drives us, but really starves us from that happiness that we seem to always want to enjoy. Life isn't an on-off switch. It's more of a dimmer and brightener switch. There's a lot of gray areas in life. Life can be very challenging if we think in black and white terms. Because life, life is more fluid than that. It's more. It just continues to go like a current and... We kind of, with our black and white thinking, we are the ones that block ourselves. We're the one that gets ourselves stuck and entangled in situations and thoughts that get us stuck. So, what will make the most of your moments this year, this month, today? Today? At what cost will you achieve these isolated goals? Goals certainly have their place, please don't get me wrong. And they can be a great motivator. But instead of hurling towards what you think will make you happy, let your goals be informed by the kind of moments you want to have. What is it that you want to feel? in 2023. Consider creating those experiences, those goals, those things that you want to achieve based on how you want to feel. And the feeling isn't just the end result. The feeling is the experience you have along the way. Right? We have the ability to uplift ourselves or destroy ourselves and it only happens inside of our heads. That inner critic that I talk about so much is the little rascal that can, can really, truly keep us from living that happiness, living that joy, feeling that happiness, feeling that joy, accepting those wins along the way, accepting those achievements, and being Excited to have achieved those things, look January tends to be a low energy month, just in itself, as I mentioned earlier, at least in the northern hemisphere it's, it's pretty dark, it's cold, it's all of those things, but not only that, you're just coming out of you know the holiday coma of you know go, 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 eat 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 eat, you know, maybe not sleep. As much as you normally would, you know, because you got a lot of things on your head, still trying to get things accomplished, kids' school schedules and performances. And, you know, goodness gracious, should anything happen outside of just that alone, maybe it's the loss of a family member that now changes the trajectory of your thoughts and your feelings and your experiences. So, And the holidays are a big one. You know, I was just talking to somebody the other day about noticing that the Christmas holiday movies and stuff, you know, a lot of people struggle with the holidays. They struggle with um, whether it be finances, they struggle with Maybe isolation because they're alone. Maybe they're, they've are they just recently broke up with someone or going through a divorce or in a hard relationship or health issues. I mean, we know, right? There's all kinds of reasons that could put people in a challenging, feeling challenged and not necessarily joyful during the holiday season. And then <laughs> the TV fills us with these holiday sappy, sad movies. Oh, my God. Gosh, I mean, one after the other, I'm like, no wonder people's mental health is, you know, pretty wiped out by the time January comes. And then, then we jump on this bandwagon of New Year, New Year, ah, come on. We deserve better than that. And As we begin to wrap up this episode, I want you to ask yourself, what will make the most of your moments At what cost will you achieve these isolated goals that you have for yourself? Again, goals certainly have their place and they can be a great motivator. But instead of hurling towards what you think will make you happy, let your goals be informed by the kind of moments you want to have. Remember, you are an amazing individual and definitely worthy and deserving of happiness. And if you could just use a little support or guidance towards that, understanding that, believing that, knowing that unquestionably, then I encourage you to get in contact with me. And I'm going to show you how to do that when we get towards the end of this. And if you found this episode helpful or know someone who could just use a little extra support a little oomph along their way i'm going to encourage you to share this podcast as well as follow it that way you're updated every week when a new episode drops and helps you get through your week and again as if you would like to get in touch with me here's some ways that you can do that I'm on Instagram at Ask Dr. Kelly Ray. Kelly Ray is spelled K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E. I'm on Facebook at Dr. Kelly Ray B, B is in Brown. I'm on TikTok at Dr. Kelly Ray. My website is drkellyray.com and my email is drkellyray at gmail.com. Until next week. Please know, I send you so much.